look, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Content is king. So if you have some content you need created, hit up IOPvideo.com. Video production, podcasting, you name it, we can do it. IOPvideo.com. We make things look pretty. Oh my God, it's our favorite time of the year. It's the Halloween season. And we've been building up to this moment all October. And it's finally here, the main event. We got a very special guest. Long-time listeners probably remember this dude. New-time listeners, strap in, it's going to be a ride. We got the one and only Sinister Intruder. Horrorcore musician extraordinaire. He's given us such amazing songs like Masturbate to the Flag. I'll fuck your dead body, and my personal favorite, All Rapists Must Die. I love songs with a positive message. Sinister Intruder, welcome to the voice party! Woo! Thank you, I know where you live. <laughs> <laughs> he he knows where I live, too. <laughs> I do. Yeah, fucking A, come over, baby. Anytime. Do you want me to bring anything? Uh, chips? Condoms, ice picks, a machete. A machete. Yeah. You know what, dude? I, I, I we, were, we like I said, we were scrambling to find uh, someone with some horror stories or something scary that's paranormal. I was like, you know, who might have someone that 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 I that you know someone that that may know who I'm looking for. I thought of you, and then it was like, wait. You're the perfect person for this. <laughs> I don't need you to find me anybody. That's true. So, I, I do have quite a few uh, fun, interesting stories. Oh. Which is scary and is perfect for Halloween. I agree. So, um, I, 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 we, we, we hung out after the after that podcast episode. We, you live right down the street from the Voice Party Studios, and we shared. That's what I'm calling it now. Instead of calling it my little my little one bedroom apartment thing, it's a voice party studio. It sounds more honorable. Anyways, that's what it says on Google Maps. Voice party studios. <laughs> voice parties. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we had a great conversation. You remember that day where we went for that long walk and I almost died? Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> that uh, we had a great conversation about the paranormal and i thought it would be great to, to for you to share some interesting paranormal stories uh right on halloween week sir i uh love talking about paranormal stuff and not only from my own experiences but from people around me and things that uh, everyone has experienced whether or not um, there's a rational explanation behind it or whether this is just some spooky shit. There's plenty to talk about. And uh, whether you want me to tell, because I, ha I have lists. I have a list of stories. Um, and I have a list of stories that are um, from my own experiences and people that I know and a list of just some things that I know of because I didn't know how deep we were getting and what experiences you wanted to hear or what stories were uh, 
worth talking about on uh this uh podcast for Halloween. Mm-hmm. All right. Prepared. That, I am that's prepared. very considerate of you. Very considerate and I'm kind of frightened now. <laughs> but um I what what do you guys think? I'll I, let you guys Hey, if if you have any speaking as like a horror content creator, I feel like I'm in a space where I can say that. Um, there is nothing that is too disturbing, nothing that is too taboo, because this is a Halloween episode of the Voice Party, where In half of the regular cast tell spooky stories. Give us your best, or by some interpretation, your worst. Whatever you got. <laughs> Uh, there's a story that I, uh, particularly have wanted to tell. It doesn't involve me, but it involves members of my family. Uh, however, um, I'm going to, if I tell this story, I'm going to have to change the names of the people involved. To protect the innocent. Yeah. I have, I have wanted, uh, to just use this, uh, story and tell people uh the story to um like there's a few youtubers out there and such that uh always request hey send in your your paranormal stories and i've always wanted to use this but for the um the main person who this involves uh the main individual um uh he has said he has declined to talk about it forever um but there's two other people involved in the story that were there, witnessed firsthand what was going on, and um, they were the ones that told me the story. Um, I still have yet to get it from the main person who was involved, and I don't think that they would be comfortable with me name-dropping them. So uh, I'm just going to change the names in the story, but this um, has been a sort of legend within my own family. Like, it's something that we joke about and we reference and we look back on and um kind of say hey remember uh when that happened and people will laugh about it um but only pe- people only say that when the, the main person involved is not in the room um anyways uh i also think it's appropriate to start off by saying this may or may not be a bigfoot story oh um, I say may or may not because um, Bigfoot story is uh, kind of like what we shorthand it because we don't know what it was. Nobody <laughs> really knows, but like uh, Bigfoot's just kind of like what uh, we guess that it is. So um, I'm going to, uh, like I said, change the names. So um, when you hear the names, know that these are just not the real people but yeah pseudonyms yeah pseudonyms that's the word i was searching for okay so this was uh around in the late um 1970s wait wait, wait. we're not calling him bigfoot let's call him something else also sasquatch i'm just kidding i'm kidding sorry the yeti he got a million of them (laughs) sorry there are quite a few yeah late late 1970s um you guys know where loma prieta is it's uh is that near is that or that's not uh um 
No, I don't. Sorry. Yeah, it's, it's up Northern California. Um, and uh, a lot of people would go like hunting up in that area. It's a big, giant campground kind of thing. It's uh, not anymore. It has kind of um, the cities have kind of expanded into it and has become a sort of protected area. But it used to be open campground. Um, so in that area, we have uh, uh, Jake and Peter and Junior. And they're going hunting like they usually do. They're just in their own small group kind of uh, hanging out. And they have a campground that is against this uh, very large kind of boulder. Uh, boulder is kind of an understatement. It's almost a big cliff that's kind of just there at the bottom of. And around them uh, are these kind of like the like the, the shrubs and bushes that are around them leading into the forest and some trees. And it's night. Very, very dark because it's in the middle of nowhere, but they do have their campfire and their tents that they have there. So while the three of them are around the fire, they all hear this rustling happening in uh, the bushes just beyond where they can see. They can get the idea that this is about like uh, maybe 50 feet away and they can hear twigs snapping and bushes uh, uh, wrestling. And what disturbed them kind of like alarmed them at this was, you know, there's crickets going, there's uh, frogs croaking and it's just all quiet all of a sudden. And then just those twigs snapping um, like night was just the sounds of night were turned off. And that was the only thing that could be heard. So, Jake is uh, curious, and he takes his uh, rifle, um, and he goes uh, into this uh, dark area um, with the with a flashlight. And the the other two are kind of like uh, behind him, but not right behind him. Like they couldn't reach out and touch him. And they're going toward where they thought that they heard the sound. And then they just suddenly, like, uh, the, the flashlight that he was holding is gone. It's out. Jake is nowhere to be seen. And um, they don't hear anything anymore. So uh, Junior um, is like, so what do we do? And they, they start trying to look for him with their flashlights. And they find the bush that they think he is probably, or, or like the, what that sound was probably coming from, they find it. It's all snapped and torn and stuff, but they don't see uh, Jake or anyone nearby. And they're like, what do we do? Do we just go out and look for him? Um, or do we just wait here for him to come back? And they kind of have this discussion with each other before uh, uh, the two remaining guys uh, go and they sit back around the campfire and they decide if he doesn't come back, in an hour, uh, we'll go look for him. So, uh, Jake comes back. He runs into uh, uh, the campground, um, like full speed, like uh, full on sprint. 
he he runs out of there his eyes all like as it was described like filled with just fear just like scared scared as hell hyperventilating absolutely terrified and um he's panicking he's tripping over his words and he can't say anything um and they're trying to calm him down like what happened what happened and he's just yelling back at them we got to go we have to leave we have to go right now we have got to go we cannot stay here and that's like the only words he can really make out but it's so frantic and he's sweating in a very very cold sweat his whole shirt is like soaked and in sweat and they're like okay sounds good enough to me let's pack up and get going so he um, means it <laughs> yeah he he clearly means it he clearly means that there's some some shit went down and um uh he gets in uh the truck immediately and he's just like saying uh like leave the tents leave the tents leave everything behind and they're telling him it's just like well what was out there what did you see and he won't say he's just like we just gotta go we have got to go and he's like crying in there like like hysterical crying getting them to try and go and uh with that they're like okay okay I, let's do it then let's go and so they leave a lot of their stuff behind and um they get in uh their their car i believe it was a i think they had a pickup truck but i don't remember what vehicle that they that they had um and he's still in there and he's hyperventilating and he's having a hard time calming down and when they're uh on the road about to get to the highway jake jumps out of the car and um starts trying to just run down the highway and they're like where the hell are you going and um he actually like stopped traffic and like cars were like um having to like move out of the way and like break real hard to not hit him and people are getting in the road like what's going on what's his problem and they're trying to apologize and they're trying to collect uh jake but he's like fighting them and he's um like just in this state of panic, like absolute flight mode of getting out of there. And they said like his eyes just completely like, um, uh, what do they call it? Um, the opposite of dilated, just kind of like looking around and, and sort of breathing real heavily and he's shaking and he's not really saying any real words, almost like a speaking in tongues kind of thing but they grab him and they drag him back to the car kicking and like fighting and he's just too exhausted his body like can't fight back against them and they put him in there and uh junior holds him down uh while they're driving trying to calm him down and he's still just like uh fighting it and they're trying to get answer from him like what did you see what did you see and his description that he finally gave was it was like he said it was this huge creature like um it, he said it was like uh like 8 feet tall or something like that really and it was like and it was covered in hair and it was just hairy and it just growled and it said and i could hear its voice in my head like it was talking to me in my head and telepathy yeah something like that and he was just saying that like over and over again and they uh had him uh in the car and they drove home and 
when they kind of can I say something real quick? Yeah, I've sure. never heard I've never heard of a like a you know whatever Sasquatch experience that that uh, that included telepathy. That's a first, man. Same here. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. No, it's, you. it's want, cool. Point, point that out. That's awesome. <laughs> Not awesome, you know. <laughs> when, but you know, yeah. <laughs> when they finally got back, um, that was kind of like this, like, oh, you guys are back early. We didn't think you were coming back till tomorrow. And it was kind of like, yeah, well, Jake saw Bigfoot, and they kind of laughed about it. And um, and then Jake was like swinging on them, it was just like, don't, don't fucking make fun of me like that. It's like you don't know what it was, and. Uh, since then, um, it's been, it's been the Bigfoot story. It's been like, uh, and, and I, and I know, uh, uh, Jake, I know him very well to the point where it's like, this is one of the most rational, calm people that I've ever met. And someone who like, uh, you can have a discussion with them and it won't turn into, an argument because you know that your side will be heard and you'll be able to say your thing. Very chill, um, just kind of a reasonable individual. And uh, to hear that description of him from uh, the person who told me the story that was there, I couldn't even imagine uh, Jake being that way. Like I couldn't he, imagine just like the the full panic because I've never I could never imagine him being in a panic. Sounds like this was really out of character for him. Yeah, and he's never told you himself this. No, I uh, I asked him one time um, because I and I I kind of like went into it with a kind of like chuckles, just like so. Uh, uh, something that I've been told to ask you about a long time is um. Uh, your Bigfoot story, and he just shook his head and he said, "I'm not going to tell you that story." Wow! And I, I, I kind of pressed him once and just said, "Like, ah, oh, come on, this is, you know." So I'm, ju- I'm just curious what your side of it is, and he just says, "It's like I'm not going to tell that story, and I have no interest in discussing it." It sounds like he was traumatized legitimately. Yeah. And for sure. and when people didn't believe him, like it's like, oh man, there's no good that can come from discussing this. Yeah. Whatever um, he saw out there was sounds like it was something else, man. <laughs> yeah. Like uh that's the Which quote is unquote putting it lightly. Yeah. That's the quote unquote Bigfoot story of like the family. And um I had always heard like joke versions of what had happened. Like I remember asking one of my uncles and he was just like, uh, Oh, he was just doing like this nude photo shoot with Bigfoot in the woods and stuff. And I had always heard it in like these joking terms. It wasn't, it wasn't until I asked uh, Jake himself that I realized how serious it was. And that's when I asked uh, one of the people that I knew was there, what had happened. And he was just like, yeah, I'll tell you exactly what happened. And that was how I got the story. And uh, how, how many years has it been? You said this is, oh, you, you said it was in the 70s. Yeah, right? late 1970s is when this happened. Late 19... the, uh, how old is Jake? I want to say he Jake is, is an older man then, huh? I want to say he yeah. is uh, 58, 59. So he was, okay, all right. So he, he was in... You know, like what, ni- uh, 19? 
right, something right? something around there yeah did, did okay i i mean you know it's crazy because i don't know if you if you know this but did he know about bigfoot before that happened you know because I, I didn't hear about bigfoot till i was in like i mean around that age i didn't you know i didn't know i didn't really watch a lot of stuff on bigfoot so i didn't know about bigfoot um, i'm just you know i'm just curious i don't even know if i'm not you know just, i'm just curious about the uh, I, I honestly have no idea if, he, if probably, he knew about him or not. Right. And it's crazy because you probably would never really find out. It, those those yeah. are the stories that are when it's when it's someone is like, you know, when, when they, they talk crazy and act crazy and like, hey, you see Bigfoot, right? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> those, are the, those are the guys that it's kind of hard to believe. Yeah. Or yeah. Anything, really anything, you know, not just but when it's when it when it's, you know, you ask them, like I've had people who, you know, uh, there's people in the family too. When you ask them about stuff that everyone else has told you about them and, and, you know, and, and you just see their, their, they clench their fists or they get a twitch yeah, in their face. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to talk about that. I mean, the idea of Bigfoot, I mean, first of all, I, I just want to say, I don't think Bigfoot really, um, does the creature, um, justice. I think Bigfoot kind of takes the sting out of what we're, or, or, or the mystique or the potential majesty out of what it is that we're discussing when we bring up Bigfoot. Right. Even Sasquatch sounds like, you know, even, 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 even Sasquatch doesn't quite sound to be as, and I know that's like, that's Native American, right? Sasquatch yeah. is a Native American term, isn't it? So like, if Sasquatch is better, but, but to me, it doesn't quite capture the otherworldliness because this isn't, this isn't just some bear out there this is right this isn't some monkey this is like a the theory the the going theory is that this is some sort of missing link creature that has survived like the you know like the ice age and they're they may be thinking they may be intelligent and they're you know supposedly so smart that they're avoiding sightings from mankind and they're just kind of like you know, living out in the dark of the woods somewhere on the edge of the, the edge of society, and the that myth, that idea is intriguing and kind of scary. You know, you're dealing with a thing that's like twice your size, probably just as smart as you. You know what I mean? But wild. It's like holy, f like actually running into something that could be that. And then there's legends all over, right? I mean, you've got the Great Northwest. You've got the, the even Arkansas has like a version of the Bigfoot. Bigfoot, the the jungles down there in South America have a not a Bigfoot per se, but there's like a uh, a legend down that way that talks of like a monkey man hybrid creature thing. You know what I mean? Like it's sort of similar in the idea that it looks like a person, but it's it's a bit more intimidating and larger. And it's, definitely not you know yeah yeah and then you and, know. yeah the thing about it too is like when when you mentioned the whole you know because it's it, when you think of it as just an animal it, it kind of was like ah well they would have found something yeah if it's yeah. just an animal but when when you talk you know you mentioned like the whole the telepathy part and you know a native we've talked about this before the native american uh like he was part of their mythology, right? Sasquatch, for a lot of them. Yeah, because they have the other, 
there's a bunch of other stuff that mm-hmm. that's also uh I believe we talked about that we talked about not be named of course yeah that starts with a w yep yep i'm not gonna say it <laughs> what, 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 why was it that you wouldn't say it again sorry I, i'm not gonna say it either but um it, it's it's something in uh, what is it any is it is it any specific tribe or what 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 is it exactly uh it's supposedly like a, a demonic creature that can be summoned by naming it. So um, by naming it, and and the and it's the, saying the name is what can bring that onto you. Yeah, and I don't want that. <laughs> Not even for the episode. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, is that is it, do you consider that along lines to what you're you know what this Jake may have seen? It could have been, um, I, you know, because it's yeah, hard to speculate because, uh, like I said, like it's referred to as the Bigfoot story, but that could have been anything. It literally could have been anything, and I think it's just because it's tall and had hair, and people would just assume that sounds like Bigfoot, like. Um, it could have been a bear. It could have been a bear. Um, Bears telepathy. <laughs> well, the whole thing with uh, if you want to be real skeptical and such, yeah. like uh, right. you can um, people under a lot of panic like that uh, right. can definitely um, start fooling themselves into believing some really like uh, um, unbelievable stuff. But that all being said, are all of you familiar with the Missing 411 series? Yes. No, I actually, I'm not. But yes. Uh, David Paludes, is that his name? Yeah, it's something like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I've heard about that more and more. Uh, it pops up on my YouTube all the time. God explain to ex- explain to that to what people. What, yeah, what people no guess. problem. It's one of the thing, one of the great mysteries that perplexes me. Uh, yeah. The so in national parks uh, around this country, there's a lot of people who have just straight up vanished in those parks, and. Um, but they don't vanish in the way that you would think, where like uh, someone gets lost at night and they um, uh, fall down into like a crevice or something, or they get swept away by a river or something like that. It's never like somebody who was just they were they were drinking heavily and then they wound up in the park and they were never seen again, kind of thing. It's always an interesting group of people and the. Um, similarities between each case is what's really shocking. To be more specific, um, everybody who has disappeared like this, they were literally there and then they were not. So close to people that you could not imagine that a person could go missing that close to somebody. There was uh, um, one report. I'll give I'll give a few examples. Um, just to mm. just to show you what kind of disappearance I'm talking about, um, there was this one couple in Idaho who uh, were like at this state park, and the road to get there is like rocky and bumpy, and uh, it takes like you have to drive like ten miles an hour to get there, or you'll just 
fuck up your tires kind of thing. Um, they were there. They're at this uh, small little campsite with a, a camper as well. Grandpa's there. Um, and it's a mother and father. And they have uh, their um, their young child, who I want to say is like four years old. Um, about a hundred yards away from uh, the campsite, there's this small little creek that goes through there. And uh, the dad and um, the son um, start uh, heading over there because the their son likes to look at uh, the, the tadpoles and stuff in the water. And so he goes over with them to see if they can spot any. And um, then the mom uh, shows up, goes over to where they are, and just kind of shouts down at them, uh, "Hey, Grandpa's getting getting the uh, getting the food ready." And um, the son runs back, really excited, saying that like uh, like Oh boy, I'm getting ready to eat." And uh, the wife goes down to hang out uh, with her husband and uh, hang out by the creek and, like, make out or whatever. And on the way back, that little boy was never seen again. Yeah, I've heard of that. There's there's that one. That one's yeah, fucking the, spooky. The, the um, one where the guy was playing hide-and-seek with his daughter. Yeah. And he saw her go behind the bush. And he knew she was there. He could kind of see her. Yeah. Then he turned to look, grab his phone or something, and he looked, and she was gone. And it was like he could yeah. have seen her walk away in any way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's a like, there's one that was at Yosemite, where uh, it was a group of like uh, I want to say 15 people, and they were all doing like a group hike together. And the one person who was like they're they're in a straight line, as straight as a line can be in like a hike. Uh. And they're all about, I want to say, you know, four to ten feet apart, roughly. So they're pretty close together. The one person who's in the back, um, they just turn a corner, and he's just not there anymore. And, wow. like, it's that close. People, like, vanish. And every time, they're able to say, where was the last time you saw them? And they can pinpoint the exact position the exact last place they were seconds before they disappeared like literally to say they were here and then they were gone and um what's interesting about the similarities here is each one of these stories it's not only exactly like that where it's a group of people and one person goes missing and there was a lot of people who should have seen what happened there's that similarity there's the similarity that this all takes place next to um, particularly rocky areas. Um, mm. The another another similarity is when they send search dogs to look for them, the dogs can't ever catch the scent at all. Uh, the fourth uh, similarity is that um, they'll uh, often find clothing left behind um, from the people who were there, and uh, if they are seen again, which sometimes they're never seen again, but if they are seen again, they're always left right back where they were taken. Yes. And then, and then <laughs> that's what I was going to ask. They, oh, there has shoot. been some where they, they do come back and they kind of don't know what happened. 
And there's been kids who say they were taken by animals. I don't know if you heard about those. Yeah, there's there's those ones. There's a story of the one who uh uh this kid who they're two years old. Two years old. And within a night, they crawled supposedly nineteen miles. Wow. And just ended up there. And of course that person is asked, so what happened? Like, I don't know, I was two. You know, but <laughs> like uh, it and the other thing is um, they're always in these they're, they're always in these rocky areas, like particularly this, stony, rocky areas where this always this, happens. This I want to dedicate this segment of this to anybody going out hiking to Yosemite and any national <laughs> park. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's the trippy thing about it is is. The, the the trippy thing about it is when they when you know some of them are found back and and they kind of don't know what the hell happened and a lot of them are kids and then some kids share these creepy stories of like wolves or whatever yeah taking care of them and and um what what uh, well uh, what what do you think what do you think is an explanation to some of that shit man because it's like and that's a really I haven't seen the documentary that guy who was a uh, he was like the state trooper, right? Or yeah, he was trooper? he was an ex uh, park. Ra- That's what I think is interesting too. Is the guy who wrote this series, and it's a book series called Missing Four One One. The guy who authored all of these, he used to be a park ranger and investigator. One, there we go. Yeah, yeah. One day, these guys showed up in his ranger office, and they said, "There's something that we think you ought to look at." And they came to him with a list of missing persons in parks. And the list was so long and it was so detailed as to how the people had disappeared and such that he looked at it and was just like, you're right. We ought to be looking at this. And he uh, called the basically got in contact with whoever was the highest authority and basically like uh, like the FBI. I don't think it was the FBI, but something like a similar branch of government with that kind of investigative power and uh, federally working. Um, And he was like, so do we have a national registry of people that have gone missing in parks? And not only did they tell him no, but they told him uh, not to ever ask again. Wow. (laughs) This wasn't, Oh, you realize that once this episode goes out, I mean, hell, the NSA's tapping our phones. You realize we're all <laughs> going to go missing like within the next forty-eight hours, right? You invited right? me to the show talking about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this is um. So, is so what? So now, now, what I'm going to say is, is that the obvious thing to me is that um, aliens, government cover-up, they, they, and they're, they're now. No one ever says out loud why the government would cover up alien presence. But I, I think the common sense answer is the reason why you would cover up alien abduction is because you would Vortexes. <laughs> Sorry. You, you wouldn't want people to panic. Right. Because what else could you do in the face of, like, random alien abduction? I think it's interesting that it always happens in the same areas. Like, it's always rocky areas. Why? Like, is it? it's either... It's either it's either alien abduction or something supernatural. You know, um, the fact that the kids say they were taken by an animal and they don't really remember, like, 
could have been an alien snatching them. Like, and it is really creepy that they're there one minute. The other explanation for this is that, you know, these people are going off into the woods knowing that there's a pattern and they're just murdering their friends and relatives thinking, ah, it happens. We're just going to say they, they, they lost him. I always. You saying like. Sorry. Oh, no, you go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. I. I, I <laughs> doesn't. Uh, I was just going to say that the problem with um, theories about like copycats and stuff like that is uh, the dogs. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's so bizarre how the dogs can never catch a scent. And then they wind up like either their bodies are found uh, back. Th- they're either never found again. Their bodies are found back where they disappeared. Like right there. That's clothes what, with. Yeah. Clothes usually like because they'll find their clothes shoes, sometimes. Right? Um, usually the shoes, right, are the ones that are missing only. Yeah. Which is weird. Yeah. Um. Or if they're found there still alive or found dead, it's right where they were taken from, like right, right. where they vanished. And um, I'm just gonna throw this out there: dogs will find you. Yes. Um, they. Uh, I remember in MythBusters, they um, uh, were pretending to like do jailbreaks and stuff to see if sniffer dogs could actually track down uh, people. And they did all the little tricks and movies to see if they could successfully throw off the dog scent. They couldn't. Those dogs found them every <laughs> single time. Yeah. That that is yeah that is the strangest thing. And and um, like when the, the, I, for me it's just creepy when they go missing. Then they they're found in the same spot where they were found before. This is one of the cases that I heard. This lady, she was found, um, and when they when they found her, it was right where she had where she went missing, but she was naked and her clothes were like neatly placed next to her. Yeah, uh, there's a there's a few that are like that Jesus. too. Which is which is what some people say it could be uh, because when someone's going, they're going into what was it called hypothermia from from co- from the cold. Mm-hmm. They tend to get their clothes off. Yeah. Which doesn't sense but you know that that could be an explanation for that but it's like okay but well, you 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 went missing from your group that you were with mm-hmm, from mm-hmm. one minute to the next and it's like all right well, well it, it, it when it comes to like you know what, what is it is it a government thing where they're training or yeah. for some whatever is it uh aliens is mm-hmm. it a vortex you know whatever the hell um that's where it comes. It becomes creepy, and then, like I said, the, the stories that some kids have, you know, some of them like it seems like their memory's been erased. <laughs> yeah, a lot of them don't remember anything that happened too. Right? Yeah. Like, what year is it? <laughs> Fucking John Connor. <laughs> um, yeah, man. That that. Uh, have you have have you gone to a national park uh, recently, or after watching? I haven't done anything this year recently. Oh yeah, this year has not been a I'm gonna go do fun things year. (laughs) (laughs) That's a more appropriate question to ask. Is like, what books you've been reading? What you've been watching? (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. No, I that yeah, right. It, <laughs> Because when I started reading about the 411 and, and, and watching YouTube uh, videos on certain cases, I was like, man, I kind of started like, I don't know. I, want, I, want, I haven't been to Yosemite. And I don't know if I want to go anytime soon. <laughs> nah. You're yeah, it, it, it feels like a, an unsolved mystery sort of a thing, too. I yeah, to it absolutely is. And that's one of those, is, yeah. The, like, there's no, there's no fucking leads on this shit, you know. Like, there, I don't know. Like, when it comes to like paranormal, like, uh, like haunted houses stuff, I don't know. It, it just, it seems like we have, there's a lot of options of what that could be at this point. Yeah. But when it comes to this, it's like, yeah, what the fuck is it? Mm-hmm. Who knows? There's no answers. That's why, uh, like, uh, I know this is supposed to be about me telling you guys scary stories, and I do have a lot. But oh, no, um, yeah. this is scary shit, man. There like, was um have y'all heard of Stardust Ranch? Is that no no oh I'm here to tell you guys about Stardust Ranch. Um Ooh. this is one of those things that the more you look into it, the more you just scratch your head and are like, I have no idea what's going on there. Um Is it similar to Skinwalker Ranch? It's similar in the fact that it's a ranch. <laughs> Okay. Um, and, and that they see bizarre things on this ranch. That's basically the two similarities. Um, okay. Stardust Ranch. Uh, I always love the story about when um, it's this guy named John who I forget his last name, but he got this ranch as part of his like retirement. He used to be a uh, either a psychologist or a psychiatrist uh, on the East Coast. And he wanted to retire to create a uh a shelter for uh um lots of different animals mostly horses and he just wanted to have a ranch where he could do that and he found a really cheap one in Arizona called Stardust Ranch and uh i just i fucking love how this story begins before before it gets really fucking crazy the, it already begins insane where um uh, John and his wife arrive at uh, the main building on Stardust Ranch. And they go there, and uh, the family that owned it previously, who sold it to them, all their furniture and everything was still there. Like, they didn't pack up and leave at all. And mm. um, and so uh, he was like, well, like that's... Like the Abbeville house? <laughs> No, like straight up, like they were still living there. It looked like, you know, like they stepped, like maybe they left to go to the grocery store is how like everything is still there. Like the TV is on and shit like that. Um, And so uh, John calls the uh, real estate company and is like, hey, uh, did you not tell them like, you know, what time we were going to be coming? Because they're still here, you know, They, they still got all their stuff here. They're not here right now but all their stuff is here. And they're like, okay, that's uh, interesting. And so John, uh, th- well, the, the real estate company said, all right, we'll tell them and they'll be uh, out of your way in um, like a few hours, basically. And John said, okay. So they went to like, you know, fucking Denny's or something like that and just kind of waited it out. And when they went back there, they had a pool area all the furniture was in the pool. 
What? Like, yeah, like the, the pool wasn't full, but it was like an empty pool and all the furniture was in the pool. And John was like, what a bunch of jackasses like doing that shit to us. So he was mad and he called the real estate guy again. and was just like, these guys went and put all that stuff in the pool. What's up with that? What? And uh, he said back to John, that's weird. They just called me back and refused to take any of their furniture back because you had put it all in the pool. <laughs> what? Yeah, that's how this story begins. <laughs> like, oh, oh, there's more to it. Oh, there is more to yeah, it. Like... That's how the story begins. Um, so fast forward about a week, John and his wife have moved in. Uh, they've got all their stuff together. And on like the fence of the ranch, there's this guy standing there with a machete. And um, he's... He's just standing there with his machete and John, uh, he grabs like his pistol and tucks it into his uh, into his pants into the back and he's like, I'm going to go talk with him. So he goes and talks with him and the guy with the machete says, who are you? And John says, I'm the one who owns the ranch. He's like, no, you're not. You're... It was the other family. I was like, yeah, we bought, we bought it from that family. And the guy with the machete points at the barn that's on the ranch and says, that's where I live. And he says, well, John's like, well, you aren't going to be able to live there much longer uh, because I own this ranch and, uh, you know, I, I don't really want you living in the barn. And then according to John, he said that the, the following words haunt him every day for the rest of his life. The guy with the machete says, you'll be sorry when I'm gone. There's monsters on this ranch, and I kill them. What? What? There's monsters on this ranch, and yeah. And then the guy just left, and John has never seen that man again. Um. And since then, everything is fucking bonkers. From uh, like these um, these fucking uh, all these reports of aliens that he sees there, um, bright lights in the middle of the night, little gray dudes that run around and like uh, terrorize his animals that he's got. Uh, the craziest story, though, um, because of the evidence that it presents, um, is uh, John has like a weapons collection of like swords and shit. Uh, mm -hmm. One time in the middle of the night, one of these little fucking aliens was trying to pull his wife out of his, her bed. And um, he gets up and he grabs one of his swords and chops one of them. And according to him, when he hits it with the sword, it just disintegrates. And um, the thing was gone, but there was still like this, uh, what he assumes is its blood on the sword. So him being a psychologist, he had a lot of connections of people with science, but back when he uh, studied it. And so he sent it to a guy he knew who was now working as a biology professor at MIT. And um, he sends the sample to the guy and uh, the guy sends a note back to him, a letter that says, I've never seen anything like this before. And uh, what you found is truly unique. And uh, I want to keep it here for more studies. A couple days later, that scientist who sent him that note, which John still has, 
that scientist dies from an accident in his laboratory and the sample is gone. Oh, shit. That happens. Um, <laughs> that's some crazy shit. And John also said that there was this portal that opened up at the, in the ranch and like it was being projected by this weird stone. He has the stone and he's found it and he's shown it to people and there's people who say, oh, it looks like it was a very unique laser cutting device that used it and other people who were like even if you had a laser device to cut this stone this is like one of the greatest like artistic cuts into a stone that they've ever seen um he has like a couple pictures that uh are they're a little bit fuzzy but he says that it's proof of like aliens and shit um he uh says that he used to have people that would come to the ranch to spend the night after hearing what it's like and he stopped doing that because quote he got tired of people running out of the house screaming in the middle of the night so he just doesn't let people come over anymore <laughs> um he should have charged there's be charged. there's an hour long interview online that you can watch with this guy and uh you can't quite hear it, but the interview will stop in the middle and you'll see all their eyes look straight up. And um, the interviewer will be like, uh, what's that? And he's like, I don't know. That happens sometimes. And, what? and it happens several times in the interviews. And at one point they go, uh, does this, is this like a natural occurrence? And he's like, yeah, it just, the, you know, you hear that sound just like feet walking on the, the roof. It happens yes. all the time. That's happened to me. Yeah, he's it's just like now. Where where's the Stargazer Ranch again? Uh, Stardust Ranch is in Arizona somewhere. Oh um, yeah. Oh man, that something about that that west that sort of westward area where it's not total west like Arizona Area Fifty One. Mm -hmm. Like you know what I mean? The whole section is just like a shot full of aliens. <laughs> they just love your shit. I just yeah. love that area. He also it must remind them of their home or something. He also uh, claims that he's been abducted by aliens. Um, and uh, the interesting thing about his story is that he had cancer, and they told him that he was going to die, like it was terminal. And then he got abducted by aliens, uh, according to him. And then he came back to the doctor, and uh, they basically said he was cured. Wow, it's some bonkers shit. And honestly, I haven't even scratched the surface of everything that this man says that he has experienced. But um, if you ever want to get into all the stuff going down at Stardust Ranch, there's I do recommend there's an hour long interview of the guy who owns the place um, on YouTube that can be watched. And it's uh, fascinating. You know, what's, what What gets me is when he buys the ranch from the former owners, you'd think the former owners would be like, by the way, there's this like six foot five gentleman with a machete. We call him Bob. Yeah. We're not really sure what his name is. We just call him Bob. <laughs> he lives in the barn. Let him live in the barn. He's kind of important to the integral <laughs> structure of the place. That's something that the realtor should have told you, by the way. He Bob is harmless to you. <laughs> He's here to keep all the creepy shit in line. You know, that'd be a great yes. thing. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be a great thing to, to kind of uh, 
to you know if you're if you're renting out a room or a, like like a barn out of somebody at somebody's house and they move out and you're not cool with the new tenant just come up to him and say hey i'm the one that kills the monster so don't get rid of me okay <laughs> <laughs> oh, like uh, it seems to me there are just certain areas in the country that you just don't want to fucking be in there right yeah like the area 51 the arizona <laughs> like like desert, the, there's just a lot of stories arizona texas them shits you don't want to be there the mojave desert you know you don't want to be uh huh the mojave desert <laughs> you don't want to be the mojave desert you you don't want to be like in certain east coast areas because like you know you, i think was it massachusetts is fucking haunted <laughs> you know <laughs> But yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of like haunted houses in in Massachusetts. Massachusetts, there's a lot of that shit. But what I what I find interesting about like, you know, there there's stuff in the Arizona. There's a lot of places in Arizona. I think Sedona. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Where there's there's vortex and people have seen things and uh, some people go to meditate in certain parts of of that. I believe it is in Sedona because there is known vortexes there and then there's also the, the the whole conspiracy about um in the mountains where um people kind of just get decapitated <laughs> i don't know if you're familiar with that one by the some 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 area uh and i forgot what part of it sounds Arizona familiar is. i don't remember the the story with enough detail you right where some rogue like a uh, i believe is apache uh like they guard the mountains because there's something important in the mountains that the vatican wanted to get into <laughs> it's 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 a lot of crazy shit in, in the and then you know the countless uh the countless stuff that happens in deserts in general you know like a lot of a lot of uh crazy people end up in the desert either for, because of the isolation and then there's a lot of weird ritualistic stuff that happens in the deserts i'm sure uh I'm sure you could elaborate or if you know any of those, I, I, I have a story that I heard on, uh, I don't know if you guys ever listen to Art Bell. Art oh, Bell. Art Bell. Great fucking radio. Uh, there's a lot of interesting interviews that he has. There was this one particular uh, case that he had on. I don't know if you ever heard his interviews with Malachi Martin. No, I haven't. It's an exorcist priest who wrote a lot of books. Well, there's this interesting case. I believe this was in the Mojave, um, where it was this this person who called in, who said she 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 witnessed this ritual happen. I believe in the yeah, if I was not mistaken, in the Mojave Desert, where they burned a baby to the bone, and they used the bone to make an instrument, and that was like part of the ritual. And there's a that's that's I believe that the Mojave's in California, right? Yeah. Yeah, so that was like I was here, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. That's yeah, but um, no, I yeah, th- th- this it's, there's definitely some creepy shit in those in that whole area, man, Arizona especially, and um, but yeah, I'll I'll let you get to to what you're talking about. Sorry, <laughs> I did want to uh, get to this one story particularly that I wanted to tell because it happened to me, and it's a very like vivid uh memory um i was uh 
I want to say 15 years old. Um, and I remember that I was having to write an essay for a class that I was in English class. Um, and, uh, in my house, there's, uh, the kitchen connects to the living room and in the kitchen, there is a computer. So I'm sitting there and, uh, if I turn to my right, there's, uh, at the end of a hall, there's the front door to the house and there's a light, uh, above that. And across from that door, just across the, the hall there is, uh, the door to the garage. Um, I remember sitting there and I just had, there was just a light on over there, uh, in front of the front door and the, the garage. And I was sitting at the computer. I had just the lamp uh, on above me and the computer on. I was uh, some length into my essay when I heard this, uh, like, scratching wood sound. Mm. And I remember thinking that that was really spooky sounding. And I turned my head, and standing under uh, the light there was just this black human shaped figure just like pitch black like complete dark um and it looked like it might have had something in its hands i couldn't tell what it was uh but otherwise it was standing legs kind of spread out arms kind of spread out and it looked like it was looking back at me and i remember just staring at it i'm sure it was only a few seconds but it felt like fucking minutes staring at yeah. this thing and then it just turns and it opens uh by the handle the door into the garage and then it goes down and it shuts the door behind it and i remember just sitting there staring and it I, i'm sure i was there for probably like five minutes felt like half an hour i just stared looking and thinking uh, in two thoughts, just like one, I'm in danger, and two, <laughs> I should go and see what that was. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, eventually, I just stood up, went fuck it, and uh, grabbed a flashlight, um, and grabbed a knife, and uh, went down over to that door. I opened it up immediately, flicked the lights on. There was nothing down there. No sign that anything had been disturbed. Uh, the uh, exit door still locked and didn't look like anything had touched it. And it's just such a fucking vivid memory. Uh, wait, wait, wait. How old were you when this happened? I was again? 15 when this happened. 15. Um, uh, and this happened at home, man. Yeah, this happened in my house. That's the worst when it happens at home. <laughs> I uh, immortalized this memory that I have kind of with... Um, my first Sinister Intruder album cover is me trying to recreate that memory of what I saw uh, that night. Um, so if you ever have your Sinister Intruder first album, the self-titled album handy, you can look at that uh, album cover and realize that that's similar to what I saw that night when I was trying to... I mean, honestly, that entire encounter... Is your moniker? You dealt with a sinister intruder. I sure did. Oh, <laughs> shit. 
How did you feel when you saw that? Oh, like, scared cause, cause to you, fuck, man. Okay. Cause, <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, no. I, I'm, okay. Because I just, uh, well, you, you're into all that dark stuff, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because no, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I thought maybe you'd be like, oh, cool. <laughs> but There's definitely a part of me that's like, oh, that's awesome. That's cool. But yeah. in the moment, I was not thinking that way at all. <laughs> right. like, because I'm so you're flattered. looking at something that you don't understand, right. and it looks otherworldly, <laughs> and you're like, what is this thing doing in my house? Like, like I'm so flattered you chose me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we would all like to think, I mean, it's easy to like make light of things in hindsight. Yeah. We would all like to think that we could see the alien thing six feet away from us and have a casual conversation with it maybe shoot the breeze heck maybe run at it violently and be like but real talk real talk i think i think our brains just kind of like shut the fuck down seeing something like that that is like not quite human and not quite well that's 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 uh what you what you said uh when you saw that thing i last year we did a halloween episode and i shared a story that was kind of similar to that I believe I I mentioned that to you. That was the first experience I ever had where uh, I saw a silhouette, um, a black figure, like you said, like a shadow figure, uh, walking across the window and the Mm -hmm. the light shining from the outside. um, Kind of, it it just made it very visible. Mm -hmm. And my first thought, I got to fucking, you know, I got to shank this thing. <laughs> Whoever <laughs> this is, you're going to get shanked for breaking into my home. But then also I was like 12 and I'm alone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this thing looked tall, like six feet tall. Like, uh, yeah, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not, the first initial reaction is, okay, it's an intruder. But then also when you see that it's, because it's one thing to see it, you, you also heard, right? You heard the door. Yeah. You yeah, and I heard footsteps of the stairs because this thing walked towards the stairs, and as it disappeared into the stairs, I didn't see it anymore, obviously. And then I heard it was walking towards the stairs, and then I was like, okay, I just saw a shadow of something, mm-hmm. whatever. Then I heard footsteps going upstairs into the <laughs> into yeah. the, going upstairs. I'm like, oh, okay, well maybe there is something there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's gonna turn true to album up on Spotify right now, and I'm looking at the album cover like, oh, now that you point that out, yeah, yeah, that's what that is. <laughs> was that the only you know this album? This was a good one. Mm. Was that the only time that happened to you, man? Um, that particular like that kind of thing. Seeing, I've never seen that thing again. Um, okay, I've had like uh, a few strange things happen in my house that I was vaguely aware of what was going on because all of my friends who've been over to my house quite a few times have bizarre stories of uh, stuff that they have seen. And I don't know, maybe it's because I live here. I just don't notice it anymore. Um, uh, but here's a little story about a piece of furniture that I own. Um this was uh, a dresser that my mother had, and they found it um, back when uh, my mom and dad first like uh, got married. So quite wow. quite a while ago, and they were um, 
looking at things at like a, a, a garage sale kind of thing, and they got this dresser. And the dresser used to have a mirror on it um, right above it, like because uh, there's like a flat top to the dresser, and then behind that is like a vanity mirror. And they uh, first uh, had it in my grandparents' house, and they just kind of set it uh, set it up in there. And then one time, uh, my mom was in uh, the bedroom, and she was getting ready, and she felt like there was something watching her from the mirror. Like, when she looked at it, like, she felt like there were eyes that were, like, looking at her from it. And those those were weird feelings, and it was strange and stuff, Uh, but it was not enough to where she was just like, um, this, this is haunted kind of thing. Um, that came when one time she looked into the mirror and have you ever put like two mirrors back to back and it does that tunnel effect? Yeah. It -hmm. was doing that except without a mirror behind it facing it. It was doing a tunnel effect in like the mirror by itself just being there. And she saw that she looked in it and the way that she describes it, it was like, she just felt her heart sink and she felt that if she looked longer, she was going to like, uh, like lose her soul is the way that she said it. Um, so she went to, uh, my dad and she just said, I want you to break the mirror on that thing. Just do it. And he was, I imagine, just like he did his usual laugh dismissal kind of thing. And she was like, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. Just do it. So he did. And since then they had no trouble with the dresser. And now that dresser is in my room and uh, it still has like the, the cork board back to where the mirror used to be. And sometimes I look at it and I go like, you used to be haunted. <laughs> you probably still are. You just can't still communicate are. anymore. <laughs> well, do you know the origins of of that mirror or where it came? Not from? at all. It was at a garage sale. <laughs> a garage sale. Oh man, that's that's crazy. Uh, yeah, that, like furniture that's used sometimes. It's kind of scary. With all you know, like what was that? The the Dibbuk box. The the mm-hmm. from that. Yeah. Yeah, if something looks that creepy, I probably just go to IKEA. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, I mean, I own, I own something that used to belong to Michael Savage. That's creepy in itself. <laughs> hey, but you know what? You know what? I'll bet you that thing that you saw was probably the spirit that their your dad released when he broke the mirror. It's probably just kicking at your house still. It's just free now. Oh yeah. Was that was that after that incident with you when you saw that thing? I wasn't even born yet when the mirror was broken. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> oh, I see. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it, that thing's probably been haunting the house ever since your dad let it free. That's fine. He's not hurting anyone. <laughs> Are you how do you feel about those things like are you do you um i mean i mean, we, we we talked about you know obviously it's scary but like do you feel like you don't want them there or is it interesting to kind of see that shit if it does come around again i kind of have the curiosity of if you ever watch those like 
ghost hunting shows like they go and they put themselves in the situation and they go hey does anyone want to talk if, if you want to go right ahead um and then when something actually happens they're like oh god oh no what's going on like like they it's like you wanted this though you guys you're finally getting it yeah but it's never it's never like a civil conversation <laughs> on the ghost end. It's always like some weird die. Yeah. <laughs> it's all that look. My point is is that spooks are fucking rude. <laughs> well, but then I remember Phil, Phil, you still there? Fucking rude. Phil Phil shared this meme that's like so true. It's like those ghost adventures guys, they they talk shit and then they get scared when the ghost squares up. <laughs> and that's exactly how it turns out. Like if you go out, it's like show yourself, you coward. You know, like oh, yeah, mm-hmm. dude. My uh, and the ghost is like okay. <laughs> one of my favorite uh, stories about a ghost hunting show. There's this let's play group that I like to watch called Achievement Hunter, and um, they have their show uh, that's a ghost hunting show called Achievement Haunter because they're ridiculous human beings. Um, and <laughs> they went to locations that are supposedly haunted. And they go in there with all of the cynicism and sarcasm and disbelief that any ghost hunting group could possibly have. And they play pranks on each other to try and scare each other. And it's a very, like, skeptical group of people who are right. doing it. And most of the time, like, I, I love their personalities and group, which is why I really enjoy it. But there's some weird things that have happened on their show but none more than this one they did at this sawmill where uh, one of them, Jeremy, he uh, said that, yeah, when I was in that room, it felt like uh, something brushed against my back. And that was a little weird. And it's like, it still kind of stings, honestly. And um, they said, I wonder if it left a mark. Why don't you take off your shirt? And he did. And there were these giant fucking claw marks right across his back. And... Uh, that is some Stephen King. Le- as soon as you said sawmill, I was like, "That is some Stephen <laughs> King level shit but, right there." Uh, fun fact about that um, was that for a lot of the people that they were with, their their crew with the the cameras and the microphones and everything, and the people who did the lighting mm-hmm. and stuff, uh, a lot of them were like, "That's it, we're out." And um, <laughs> and so the rest of Achievement Hunter is just like, "But but we found what we were looking for. What do you guys mean?" <laughs> And and the crew's like exactly yeah <laughs> that's why we're leaving they, they, they were they were straight up like um uh we didn't think this shit was real but that was some other level shit right there <laughs> yeah they, it's, I'll it's probably be like the one person I've been wanting to do something like that for a while like I have a really elaborate Ghostbusters costume and I've been wanting nice. to just go to like haunted places dressed up as a Ghostbuster. And like troll the tour guides and whatnot, you know, when they're just like, this is the most haunted location in Northern California. I can fucking wave my PTE meter and just be like, barely a class two. <laughs> Winchester, Winchester Mystery House. See, see, why is, is now is the Winchester Mystery House actually, is it supposed to be haunted? I thought it was just well, built so by a crazy woman and that was about, about that. Yeah, interesting about that. I have this little. I, it's not my theory, but it's someone, something somebody told me, someone from San Jose, and then I share that mm. with um, with Mister Sinister Intruder. But he had a very. You remember we talked about that, right? I don't. 
okay, okay. Well, the the whole theory that this this you know this person that I know he's he's from San San, San Jose. So he's already um, not trustworthy. Exactly. <laughs> no, it, this is something somebody who I, I believe used to work there or who's like a historian. I forgot the the exact details, but the the gist of it was the person who was the what's it called the the um the psychic medium who was dealing with Mrs. Winchester. Um, she was telling her, oh, you need to build this. You need to do that because it'll, you know, the ghost will get confused and they won't fuck with you. But she, she was also connected with a contractor who was building all this shit. So it was kind of like, a, uh, what do you think I should do? Uh, I think you should keep building. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's kind of like, um, yeah, it, it kind of helped uh, the whole, especially it was a crazy, well, everyone thought she was a crazy person and, and anyone who is whatever crazy and rich, there's always going to be those leeches, man. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm that's not saying, true. I'm not saying I don't believe there isn't anything there. I'm just saying that that's a pretty good fucking theory that I can see something lot, something that somebody would do, you know, t- to someone who, who thinks she's under attack from the paranormal mm-hmm. which I, I also believe in but um, I, I believe we talked about this yeah i remember it now yeah there is this um you know thinking about that house reminds me of a short pbs film i saw that pbs has this i don't know if they still have it on kqd pbs it's uh, image makers right where they have varying mm-hmm. uh short filmmakers and they have various collections and in one of these films um there's this family and they moved into this new house and they've been there for like maybe a couple of weeks and the premise is they're leaving their teenage daughter at home who's kind of a middle middle grade middle grade daughter at home who's not really feeling move and she's still warming up to the new house so the parents are on a date and she calls and says hey the power went out I'm like, oh, that's weird. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll guide you to where, um, to where you can set the circuit breaker. So the father's on the phone with his daughter, and he's giving her directions. And it's, you know, you're cutting on her end and cutting on his end. You're cutting back and forth between the parents at dinner and and then her in the dark ass house. And then finally, she's like, all right, I reached the steps. Great. Now it should be twelve steps down. And then once you get down to the twelfth step. You're going to make a left and the circuit breaker will be right there, right? So what ends up happening is that right when she gets to 12, she goes 13, 14, what? 15, Six. and then like the steps kind of like fade off. He's like, honey, are you still there? 16? Oh, shit. And then the movie just kind of ends. So it's like, where's the staircase going? Mm-hmm. Is it going to hell? Is it like, you know what I mean? I, I think... I, I, you know, I think about that whenever I think about that house. It's like if, if that house is really haunted, then just imagine going down a stairwell that literally never ends because right. of supernatural shenanigans. That was a great place to end that. I was like, man, I wish I wrote that. Gosh. <laughs> the SCP stairwell. <laughs> a, yeah. Jeez. What, what? What? It's it's interesting, and I'm glad, dude. This is exactly why i wanted to have like why i'm glad you came on um because you just shared three stories four stories um and they're all individual like 
it, it's paranormal, but it's not like it's not all just ghost stories. It's all these different forms of paranormal stuff that scares us. I mean, and, we went from Sasquatch to aliens yeah, to whatever the fuck, whatever the hell the the four one one is like. Whatever's mm-hmm. taking that, it, it's creepy in itself because it's just unanswered stuff. And then you know you went to stuff, and then the stuff that happens in our home. For me, that's kind of the creepier because I can avoid the woods, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. It's just, but but yeah, they're all creepy and they're all scary. And there's no like, you know, what's scarier? I don't know. Um, what do you think? You know, is- there's a there is a dark comedy, or maybe just a straight up like comedy to be made about a group of guys who hear about the whole Rocky disappearance thing, and they're like, "You you want to go to one of these national parks and see which ones go missing?" Like, you think there's a criteria on who they're going to choose? That's the whole premise of the movie. <laughs> I bet you it's. I bet you it's gonna be me. Oh, it always has to be you, huh? You have to win everything. I'm just saying, why wouldn't they take me? <laughs> I, what, I what? imagine that in the 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 fucking cast of "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia" saying it. <laughs> Real quick, man. we ought to go down there and make a documentary trip for Frosted Minifears and just be like, so we're walking where like that. That little, that six-year-old girl just disappeared right in front of her father's eyes. We're just gonna see which one of us goes. Just film <laughs> yeah. the whole damn thing. <laughs> Fucking bo- body cams on everybody. <laughs> and then making yeah. so they're like they're they're just like not just bo- yeah not just and you have to feed the body cam wirelessly into a central hub. So if one of us does get snatched up we can see what happened be like right there right there you see the weird gray long skinny hand it took him right there and then the feed cut (laughs) whatever whatever that use whatever the hell astronauts use to fucking you know communicate with fucking rover and fucking mars (laughs) because we have all this technology now we can take pictures and send shit to each other it should be kind of hard now to get kidnapped by aliens and I'm knock on wood because I'm sitting in my car outside my house and having all these creepy conversations. I halfway expect to get abducted or run into six different specters on the way back into my house. But he disappears <laughs> after this phone call. Oh my god. And no, you know what I heard from again. <laughs> Mr. Uh, Intruder. I I'm a, if I can call you that. If you want. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know you got another story for us, man, and you're a very good storyteller. I think, I don't know, I think we have a new segment called, a new segment of our episodes called Stories with Sinister Intruder. Oh, goodness. <laughs> I mean, I, don't you think that's a good idea, guys? Oh, yeah. I'm, since he has all these fucking stories, man, let's immortalize this shit. <laughs> um, but, but I, dude, hey, I know you got another story for us, man. Yeah, yeah. If you don't mind. Yeah, I've got another one. Um, let me start masturbating. Go ahead. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Hey, if you like, <laughs> I mean, he's not gonna start until the story starts. That's, That's why he's like, never mind. It wouldn't be any different than the last moment. time I was there. <laughs> the only difference is we were all in the same room, and <laughs> no, um, uh, you know what? That night that we went for that walk and we were sharing all these stories because I shared some of mine with you. You shared a lot of yours. It was, you know, we're walking and then we're in the park and it's dark. 
I don't know. That was just like, all right, man. Uh, yeah, <laughs> let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Something I, could, about. I could feel it. I was like, yeah. um, hmm. JD's a little yeah. frightened. Let me see how long <laughs> I can keep him out here. <laughs> yeah, it just brings back a lot of memories, man. And it's uh, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of the uh, Native American legend of that which shall not be named, there's. Which, it, it, so people can you do something where you can explain that so that people understand what we're talking about it's the you know, uh say it w-e-n-d-i-g-o oh, oh the canadian that's that's canada yeah. over there uh, why can't it I, I, be I, named i mean you can name it all you want <laughs> Uh, but there's a reason that you don't want to name it why is that I, a native american i was gonna say it in the story okay okay Um, okay cool so there was uh i was i was dating uh this girl in georgia this one time and i went over to visit her and uh she had uh told me um that it's like yeah the town i live in is basically haunted and i was like sounds like fun and uh, she has a lot of fun stories about, like, the time, like, her uh, her cousin, like, invited a vampire into their house. That's a fun one. Um, Whoa. Yeah. Uh, there's there's that, that one, but we're not going to get to that one. Um, Damn. We're, we'll hear about vampires. that one next time. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, that sounds like the you, biggest wait, hold mistake. On. <laughs> you mean a real vampire, or are you talking about, like, those dudes that are, I mean, like, you know... Like, no, not just a bunch of goth dudes. No. Okay. <laughs> fucking Marilyn Manson. Shit, vampire no. real? Well, uh, oh. this is much like the uh, the Bigfoot story. It may or may not have been. Um, it's, okay. Okay. All right. But uh, this story. God um, damn it! I'm on some... Is one that she Sorry. told me, and I was, um, I was on my way over, and she just basically said. All right, now here's the thing: is my house is right next to the woods. Um, we're uh, not that you're going to, but do not go out into the woods at night. And I was like, no problem. Um, even if you hear things out there that sound like they want you to come into the woods, don't do that. So this was the setup I had for you know going there. I'm being driven over to her house right now. And I'm listening to all this, and I'm like, that's great. That's great. Wait, so it's stuff, even though you might hear stuff you you like? Even if it sounds like they want you to come in, don't go in. Yeah. Well, so it's like, hey, hey, JD, we're huge fans of the voice party. Come over here. <laughs> yeah, apparently that's a bad idea. Um, oh, shit. Okay. But I, we have we have brewskis for you, JD. <laughs> oh, she, uh, I was on like her front kind of like driveway because uh, she was stepping out for a smoke and I was uh, hanging out nearby and she told me the story right there and she pointed along the path um, of like showing where this happened and what happened and mm-hmm. um, she was saying that she was with uh, her cousin and they were talking about uh, this Native American legend and um, they were talking about it like the other night. And so 
she said and so one night we're out here looking at like and it's a pretty long driveway uh like it's probably about like 20 yards and uh kind of winds down onto the street and um it's kind of like the street in pet cemetery that all the trucks just fucking zoom down it's kind of like that kind of area (laughs) um but they saw coming out of the woods in the distance on the other side of uh this road coming out of there was this creature hind legs standing and um had uh antlers on its head real hairy looked about like 12 feet tall walking out of these woods and just slowly but surely coming across the street and starting to walk up their driveway and they're like what the fuck is that and they just immediately like we're going inside the house so they go inside the house and um they run in there they shut the door and they go into uh, her bedroom and um they're just saying like did you see that and it's like yeah i saw that and at one point they said do you think it's still out there and um they uh or her cousin went and um looked out like the window of her bedroom which just looks into the woods didn't see anything because it's just like trees and dark and stuff like that and then they look out the window into like their front um yard and uh he sees it out there fucking clear as day standing in the fucking driveway and it's not looking at them it's like looking back towards the woods with like their back toward them just with these fucking deer antlers and this big hairy body and um it was like just fucking standing there and he gets real scared and uh slumps back on the couch and he's like starts to cry because he feels like it's his fault that he said the name and he said the word and stuff. And so she told me this story and then she tells me, it's like, so now that you're in its country, you can't say the name. And I went, Oh, Oh, <laughs> Oh shit. So okay, I so haven't if you're said in... the name since basically, <laughs> but that only works if you're in, in the land where it resides. Right. Maybe. I, I didn't and where, ask and where, and where did this happen again? This was, this was, this was in Georgia. Um, oh, jo- yeah. Oh, Georgia. Yeah, oh, yeah. The South. We passed houses with Confederate flags on them, and that's how I knew I was in the Deep South. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those people so just, never... just... There's, there's, there's still some people that haven't heard they lost the war, bless their hearts. It's been like two, three generations, six, four or five generations since then, and they're like, yeah, well, you know, General Robert E. Lee still needs good men to enlist if you boys want to go in. <laughs> so, so go back to the to the to mm. the, the your W homie, <laughs> the W homies. You yeah, know. you know. Yeah, you never. So you you ever since that, you never. Oh, you don't want to say that. Name. No, I'm never... I'm comfortable not saying that name. <laughs> Here's what's weird. I'm I'm a comic book fan is like every as the show as people that listen to the show know and as you all know and i have said that name a bunch of times because he is you know in marvel comics they have a character who you know as the legend goes when you 
uh, commit cannibalism, you turn into one of those things. Yeah, yeah. And he's a he's a Wolverine villain, you know, like that's, that's Alpha Flight they, Wolverine they, face off against them. That's how they trick you to say it, bro. <laughs> you know? but I've, I've said, you know, I've said when to go a bunch of times. I used oh, to fight. And you're outside. You come on, man. You're breaking I all used the rules. To, <laughs> look, I used to fight when to go in the arcade game. The X, remember the X Men arcade game? Yeah, he's in like I think he's on like like level two or three. Fight the Wendigo, and all he does is you know that when you're That's fighting times, the characters, bro. when you're when you're fighting the characters, they tend to say their names. Have you have you guys have you ever played the '90s X Men arcade cabinet game? I have played uh, fighting games before. That is what they do. Well, it's a side scroller. Solomon it's, it's Grundy. Really, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, it's like a, it's like a one of those old school side scrolling beat 'em ups, and it's basically like he's just Wendigo, Wendigo. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, I it, it, that I I well, after you told me about that, um, I actually you know I looked up uh, I looked up the 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 mythology behind it, and mm-hmm. it's like deep in the native american culture and a lot of different native american cultures it's like it's not just it's 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 an interesting there's a lot of interesting stories about that so Mm -hmm. did did you when you were there did you experience anything oh i heard sounds Uh, in the woods like what like just regular animal sounds i think uh... so they just i'd never heard animals sound like that because it was not cats or dogs because i live in uh basically a suburb um yeah and so it's not cats or dogs and i it didn't sound like coyotes or uh mountain lions or whatever because i've heard what those sound like too there was just like creepy sounds and i was like i'm sure those are animals and i was able to convince myself enough to get some sleep um mm-hmm. but sometimes i think about that and just like yeah th- those sounds were weird Hmm. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it it's interesting. I mean, it, it, like you said, it's not your environment you're used to, you know. Mm-hmm. It, um, and it, the forest, I mean, the forest itself is strange, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, yeah, the, yeah, just like the the you know. But there's always those stories, man. You know, those those stories that like you know about the country, or you know, or in like in Mexico, there's a bunch of stories family members share about. You know, the, one of the famous stories about, I don't know if you're familiar with the duendes. So they call them duendes. They call them other stuff in other parts of Mexico. But they look like kids, but they're not kids. <laughs> they, they try to, like, kidnap people um, at night. Well, regular kids do that, too. So, you know. <laughs> well, is this is this like that urban legend about, like, the kids with the dark eyes? Similar to that. The black they're, eyes. They're, 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 there's... The, supposedly they're you know they look like children they're really strong and um they they look like they may be deformed but they're not uh i'll, I'll i don't know if i share the story this is an old story that um my my uncle told us uh many years ago uh, about one of his friends who experienced this in Mexico and in and, and the place where my parents are from, Michoacan, which is a lot of farm farmland in that area. Um, I guess they, they, these these guys would meet up around 3 a.m. to start working because, you know, it gets really hot in, in the day there. So they got to work uh, when the sun's not 
<laughs> you know, full force. Um, so they would meet up at 3 a.m. And, and they would bike to the furthest point of the, uh, I believe it was like a cornfield. And um, when they were, when th- th- this first guy shows up, he rides in his bike and he's got his flashlight on and it's still dark out. And um, he gets to that point where they're supposed to meet. <clears throat> There's trees around him. Um, and then, uh, you know, he's, his friends are not there. There's two more guys that are coming. They're not there. So he's just waiting there. He's, he's sitting on his, you know, by his bike. He hears a bunch of, uh, r- uh, ruffling of, of the bushes near him and he flashes his lights and then he just, sees he just hears a bunch of like kids, but they don't sound like kids. They sound strange. They sound like. Uh, like the way that he described it, the guy told him like, if these kids smoke cigarettes a lot, that's what they sounded like. But they, and they spoke not like kids. They spoke like adults, but they, you know, they sounded like they weren't from that time. God is displeased with you, Malachi. <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> he scared the shit out of you. Him to the court. <laughs> right. Uh, exactly. That's what it, the way he described it. And, you know, it he who weird. walks beyond the road. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and it, this, this uncle had never seen that film. So no, no yeah. So, um, so he says these kids, it's like 12 of them, they show up and, and they, they say, hey, come with us. We got to show you something. And like, well, what? They're like, you're little kids. What the hell? But you notice they look weird. They, they look weird. They look like they had two left feet and they look like they may be disformed, some of them, but they weren't. And then they were super strong, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, they grab them by the arms. They're like, come on, come with us. They're trying to grab them and pull them to where that bush was and he's like no let leave me alone and, and then they they he noticed their their pupils were were weird they weren't they were like not i don't know if he said dilated there was the pupils were like black so, so they look weird mm-hmm. and um as they're pulling him uh you know he's he's kind of shuffling them off and he's trying but they, they were they were really strong so they were actually pulling him towards the bush um, as soon as that's happening, uh, uh, his friends show up. He can hear their bikes like nearby, and then they just run away, and then they completely disappear. Like from, you know, from like he he flashed his light, and they weren't there. They were just gone. They ran away, but they were gone completely. He could have seen them, and the friends show up. And he's all like, you know, torn up, and he's scared. And they asked him what happened. Like these these fucking kids just try to like attack me or something. They looked at his arms. He had like prints, like tiny handprints, but it left a mark on his hand from like the pressure of how strong they were. Mm-hmm. So that's that. Yeah, and there's a couple of other stories like that. There's a lot of those stories um, in other parts of Mexico that I've heard from friends, and mm-hmm. it's interesting that all these little stories happen. You know, all these little weird uh things happen in all the parts of the world like you know we're just talking about arizona but i don't know if you had ever heard of it because i know you're big on i have not heard of uh, like i've heard of the black-eyed children yeah um, right but i had not heard of the uh the mexican version if you will they um there's actually a series of comic books about the black-eyed children inspired by um by the urban legend that took off on the internet um and the i I think it's like aftershock comics it's like one of the indie indies you know and uh, i picked it you know i i I saw a trade i thumbed through it and it was very very eerie 
and the implication was that they were all in unison and they were all up to something, some greater purpose. And it was, you're like, are they aliens? Are they, I think they say they're older than mankind, whatever they're supposed to be. And, you know, like, uh, some, some, someone, someone said that they're, uh, aborted children who are <laughs> here to, uh, get their revenge. That's, I mean, you know, it's, it, it, I've heard a lot of different, um, things about that it's it's uh it, it's definitely something you don't want to ever experience like some you can hear a knock on the door uh, can one of you guys explain what it is to the listeners the black-eyed children they're pretty much just uh child-looking entities uh sometimes transparent but their uh eyes are just completely black and uh they vanish, they disappear, they um, are supposedly in areas where children have gone missing a lot of times. Um, and sometimes people hear weird voices uh, that yeah. they, like, disembodied, almost, like, mysterious exorcist-like voices. Right. And the, the thing is also that they they fucking, like, the most common play... Uh, I've, I've heard this story, which happened in a reservation where... They don't really deal with the outside world much, but they all reported this in this reservation. A lot of cases where, you know, they had people knocking these kids knocking on the door. And as they looked and like, you know, hey, what do you you guys need help? Like, can we please come in? That was their request. And that's supposedly from a lot of people who said they've experienced this is they all want to come in. They want to use the phone. They want to ride. Uh, there's been cases where truckers are, you know, parked in the middle of nowhere sleeping and, and the kids in the snow are knocking on their door and like, hey, mister, we need help. And as soon as they look at their eyes, like, oh, yeah, no, they don't need help. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's uh, geez, I don't know. I don't know. You got to pull out the shotgun on one of those, man. <laughs> <laughs> whatever it is i don't think a shotgun to do you much good I, oh i know i know that's just a joke man this this dude you you gotta do another episode with us uh um uh and share some more stories man i i like this, this hey uh, you got it yeah dude any 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 last message you have for our listeners where they can find you they can you know yeah let me let me you. plug myself and and such go ahead buddy <laughs> I am a sinister intruder, um, the uh, horror wave, horrorcore artist. I have uh, four albums that you can pretty much stream wherever you can stream music. And there will always be more music coming out shortly. I am an, also an author under the name Joe Pangelina. I have two novels out, some short stories and uh, currently writing another book at this time. Another book is done and being edited. And I am also a streamer on Twitch where I play uh, horror games and talk about horror movies and everything horror uh, at JoeTheHorrorGuy or Twitch.tv slash JoeTheHorrorGuy. And you can find me in any one of those places. Cool, man. And again, thank you for sharing your creepy stories with us. Uh, yes, some personal, some not personal, some 
you know old family stories that that's uh it's one of those things that like uh you don't that's one of those stories you probably won't hear unless you come over for like a family barbecue at the at the intruder family (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure um but yeah dude uh thank you for for doing this halloween episode for us and i i any plans for halloween uh i'm i might do there's a new amnesia game coming out i might do a stream all day where i just play that uh for halloween i used to just have movie watching parties at my place but nobody's coming over to my place during the old covid19 yes uh speaking of games real quick you said that sad jesus game is not real right that's one of those creepy games no it's just an urban legend that shit's not real. Okay, right. okay. I that was gonna ask you about that today, but uh, I'm glad I got to <laughs> ask that. I heard a lot of creepy things about supposedly it's like the most scariest game ever, and I I, I oh. don't really know about video games. Yeah, so then I just thought I'd ask you. I don't, I don't really want to go into a rabbit hole of you know we'll do, people we'll, saying it's. We'll do the rabbit holes next next time. Yes, you got a lot of those. Absolutely. Um, again, th- uh, Joaquin, Phil, you guys got anything? I just, I'll say this much it is going to be very, very, I am, when I leave my car and I go inside my house, it's going to be fight or flight mode until <laughs> I get upstairs. Either I'm going to run in fear or go run screaming until I'm like safe and yeah that's one of the the interesting things about telling scary stories is afterwards you can fucking you know you can you know what fucking i'm just gonna stay on the phone right now with you guys (laughs) fucking wu-tang that shit man and if you disappear we'll know you know we'll know exactly if i see a little kid with dark eyes i'll be like oh snap you know that's it's crazy like like uh before before we once he started telling the first story i, I was sitting in the dark and everything room. looks creepy out this motherfucking shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was sitting with the window the, the curtains drawn the the door was open and then as soon as he started telling the stories that got uncomfortable <laughs> like okay let me close it's it's crazy what scary stories do to you to the psyche For sure yeah, yeah so um uh again man thank you guys for listening this is the final conclusion to our halloween month of episodes but it looks like this whole sinister and stories stories with what do you want to call it we'll, we'll come up with a name right now stories with sinister intruder sinister stories of course sinister stories with sinister motherfuckers. <laughs> that's some shit for you thank you thank you again sir for coming on thank you now, for having me we hope to to see you in the studio again. Um, maybe, you know, share some stories that are scarier than anything that's happening in 2020. <laughs> yeah, I'll bring lube next time we get in the studio. Sounds good. That sounds fucking fantastic. Yeah, I got you. All right, Phil. Take us out, Phil. Take this us out. The voice party. Have a happy Halloween, everybody. Try and do something fun since you can't go nowhere. We are out. Out. Oh.